This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Okay. Welcome to the Open to Hope show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here with my mom and co-host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. Well, this is exciting because we're getting started in a new radio show year, and we love this. It's really great. And Heidi and I thought that we had uh, such compelling thoughts about the death of Debbie Reynolds and uh, Carrie Fisher. Uh, for those who don't know, of course, Debbie Reynolds was uh, such a fabulous uh, entertainer for so, so many years. And, and uh, Carrie Fisher was uh, with Star Wars, Princess Leia. And, uh, and uh, for those who maybe are not up to date, and I think most of America is, uh, uh, Carrie Fisher died of a heart attack uh, a, f- a few weeks ago. And then her mother, uh, Debbie Fisher, uh, Debbie Reynolds, died uh, the next day, and she'd had a couple of strokes, as it turned out. But one of the things that Heidi and I were concerned about is that a lot of the news reported, um, or we read on Facebook, right, Heidi, uh, some comments such as um, uh, she was a lucky one to join her daughter, and, and some comments that we found disturbing for bereaved siblings, right, Heidi? Absolutely, for bereaved siblings and also for the daughter of of Carrie Fisher, because, you know, people were saying that it was a good thing that the mother and the daughter died within a day of each other and because they joined each other in heaven, et cetera. And, and while that is a comfort, I was just wondering how it was for Todd, you know, to lose not only his sibling but also his mother that close together and, and also for um, the daughter, Debbie Reynolds' granddaughter, yeah. Carrie Fisher's daughter. I don't know her name, but— uh, to lose both her mom and her grandmother at the same time. Yeah, and you, you know, Todd Fisher um, made comments in the press and on uh, TV, and I can certainly understand why he said that uh, his mother uh, would have wanted to be with uh, his sister because they were so close together and they were so connected and they all live on kind of a compound property. And I can certainly understand why he would say that because they had both died. And so this was a retrospect comment that I think was, was a positive comment for him to deal with his grief and loss, and I can certainly understand why he would say that. I think anybody would say that, you know, uh, it, they're, they're together, but it was in retrospect. But uh, comments uh, of people saying uh, on the Internet, you know, uh, as I said, again, they're the lucky ones or whatever. Uh, Heidi, you've always made the comment that it makes people feel like siblings, aren't I enough, Right. Okay. Um, well, sometimes, Mom, like you said, parents, surviving parents will say to their children that they wish that they had died along with their child that died. And for the, those of us that are their surviving siblings, it makes us feel like we're not enough. We're not enough to keep our parents alive. So it's always very dangerous to say that, you know, that you wish you had joined that person that died because the people that are living around you are wondering, you know, why they're not enough to keep you here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know as a brief parent uh, of many years, 
I did, you know, and it's not unusual to feel like that you, why wasn't it me, um, you know, uh, I want, I'm thinking that I wish I was there with them or whatever. But you have to be careful about making one of those comments. Uh, I once had a man uh, who had family die in the Holocaust make the comment that the pull of the grave early on is very strong. I almost sometimes felt like it was a handout. I wondered why Scott would put me in this much pain, uh, which is, you know, doesn't feel very rational right now. So what I want to say to bereaved people is be careful of what you say, those throwaway comments, you know, like, uh, you know, she was the lucky one to join her child or something. Be careful because they're hurtful, aren't they, Heidi? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. They're hurtful for those of us that are on the earth. And, you know, it's hard enough to lose your mom, but to lose your mom and your grandmother at the same time or to lose your sibling and your mom at the same time, that's a double blow, basically. Yeah. Losing two people in the family at the same time is, is doubly as hard. It's twice as hard as losing one. Yeah, and and I wanted to end kind of end this show today, to Heidi, to saying to bereaved parents or someone who's bereaved that wants to connect with a sibling or a child that, that has lost their sibling, some of the things that as a parent you could do with the surviving siblings, and some of the things that I've thought about are maybe. Uh, Going just going out to lunch together, going out for an ice cream cone, and talking about the fact that you may have lost a child, but you've never lost a sibling, if indeed you never have. But it, there are different kinds of losses and different feelings. So honoring the siblings, are, I think, are really important. Heidi, talk about uh, counting the pictures. Well, sometimes after a child has died, in fact, often after a child has died, there's a lot of photos around the home. There's a shrine to the child that's died, and that's great. That's fine. That's a normal thing. However, sometimes it overtakes the home, and the surviving children feel like they're nowhere. They're kind of invisible. So you just want to make sure that you also honor your living children as well as the children that have died. And counting the pictures, right? Absolutely. We definitely count the pictures. And, you know, you, you even even when you've got living children, I count the pictures. I know exactly who has the most pictures in our house right now. Um, we count the pictures of children of our siblings in the house, and we see who's, who's the biggest presence, who has the most play, who has the most framed photos. Um, and oftentimes it's the child that's died. So you want to have you know, an equal amount of yeah. photos, basically. Right. And also, you know, Heidi mentioned shrines. Um, You know, be careful that your shrine, if you want to have a shrine with some items of your loved one, I mean, that's kind of what a shrine is, putting a table with some things on. If you want to do that, um, you know, as time goes on, maybe you'll do that early on in the maybe even the first year, but it may be time if it's been past the first year or whatever, to maybe get a memory box and put things in a memory box or move the shrine to a corner so that siblings don't have their sibling facing them at every moment. Right, Hyde? Yeah, I think that's really important because the the feedback that I've gotten from people that have lost siblings and parents is that when there's shrines all over the house, it's hard to concentrate and focus on school and on studying because it's hard to get away from all those memories. And so... You know, having places in the in the house where there's no memories is also important, like a den maybe, a place you can go to study, a place where you can go to, you know, get ready for a test or do homework. That's that's equally as important. And also a place where you can go to take a break from your grief. It's important to do that as well. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, music is wonderful. One of the things that you could do with your child, if, if they're a bereaved sibling, is listen to some of the music you like and uh, have them play some of their music, you know, just a song. Let's not make it too long and talk about the differences and why you like what you like as far as finding music uplifting to you after a loss. Yeah, I love that idea. Music is very powerful. You know, like you said, music really that you powerful. can grieve to and music that you can take a break from your grief with. And how about a funny movie, Heidi? Yeah, humor and laughter is really important. I mean, that's a so way to you shift can your find energy. A, yeah, if you can find a movie together that you enjoy and watching it on TV or, you know, old Steinfeld reruns or pick something small for, you know, let's sit down for 15 minutes and, uh, uh, you know, half hour. Um, the main thing is to say, I love you. I am grateful that you are on the earth with me today. Talk about gratitude a little bit, Hyde. Well, the research shows that gratitude is the number one way to shift our energy. So when we focus on what we're grateful for, that will change the way that we feel. And it's really important, and it's sometimes hard to do early on in a loss. So you might have to focus on small things initially. You know, grateful that you can get up in the morning, grateful that you had them in your life for 17 and a half years, whatever you can focus on. But it will shift the way that you feel, and it'll make you feel a lot better when we focus on what we're grateful for. Absolutely, and I want to say in closing this show that um, we, our heart goes out to the, the families and to all families who have had a loss, but uh, particularly to those families who are struggling right now. Keep that love going. And I'll have to say my son died many years ago, but I want to say the gratitude. I am so grateful that Heidi is here on the earth and that my daughter Rebecca and uh, my daughter Heather are with me, and uh, it, it's just delightful to have them and, and know them in my life. So that gratitude for our living family members is so important. Absolutely, Mom. I totally agree with you. So, Heidi, did you want to say any more thing more about sipping loss before you close the show? Um, no, I think we've kind of covered it. I think that all losses are very significant. I think that uh, we have to be careful about comparing losses. I think the loss of a child is devastating, the loss of a parent is devastating, and the loss of a sibling is devastating, and the loss of a grandchild. They're all very difficult, but you can find hope again. We are here to say, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours. It is possible to have joy in your life again, and, and you know your loved one will always be your guiding light. That's what I honestly believe. So we're out there thinking about you, and hold on to us as a lifeline if you need to. Absolutely, and lean on our hope until you find your own, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, Others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.